Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Bar Godcast. This is episode four, and as you can imagine, uh, this means that we're dealing with WrestleMania four. Lewis Clark, and I'm joined once again by Andy Manson. Hello, Andy. Good evening, Lewis. Doing well, Billy? Yeah, not bad. Good, good, good. Right, so uh, yeah, let's kick things off. Uh, WrestleMania 4 comes from from uh, the Trump Plaza in Atlantic City in New Jersey, and to open up the event, uh, we are uh, greeted by Gladys Knight, of all people, uh, to do the uh, national anthem. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we're getting... We're getting some pretty uh, interesting names of uh, R&B and blues and things and stuff. Yeah. So it's really kind of interesting to see. Uh, big name, really good. To, really good. Uh, she really sort of uh, just does it pretty straight. Um, good reaction from the crowd, and uh, they you know they're toning down the uh, the patriotic imagery a little bit. Like, <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting opening, and uh, Def definitely gets everybody sort of warmed up. Yes, um, the only thing I wanted to say on it one, it continues a pretty good run they've had for getting fairly big names on this, yeah, which yeah, is definitely. surprising. We have to talk about what she was wearing. Yes, so she's wearing, um, basically she she she's it looks like a bike jacket or something like that, <laughs> but it's yeah. covered in the sponsors like as patches on her and and she's like head to toe in sponsors it's ridiculous yeah there's lancia uh, on it and stuff it's just like <laughs> it is quite embarrassing it's very sort of uh, you know it goes to show you just exactly how big this event is and what and, and you know the whole rock and roll wrestling thing um they're obviously drawing in some big names for their sponsors and stuff and trying to find a way to to shoehorn them in there because um there's not really there's not there's never really been a way other than like um i mean i mean i mean with modern wrestling you, you can at least cut to ads and stuff and actually show your sponsors that way whereas obviously in these in this era um <laughs> it's uh it's harder work to find a way to force it in there so uh yeah it's... yeah I, I actually wrote it in my notes that gladys knight is uh wearing a jacket that looks like if uh, elton john had designed a formula one team's overalls <laughs> That's a great. <laughs> that's a great. <laughs> oh god, it is a very strange uh, way to kick things off. Bizarre, but yeah. But yes, um, back on the commentary, we have Gorilla Monsoon and um, oh, I've lost the name already. Jesse Ventura. There we go. I should yeah. really think about it, write these things down. Um, and yeah, so uh, we're also joined uh, by Bob Uecker straight away as we uh, we dealt with him a little bit uh, previously. At WrestleMania three, because he yes. sort of uh, guests announced one of the matches, 
but um, he features quite heavily tonight, um, which... Uh, yeah, just a bit. Um, I d- I'm not entirely sure is a good thing or not, but we'll uh, we'll deal with that as he turns up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, he is here for the uh, start of the pay-per-view, and he does also commentate for this first match. Now, mm-hmm. the first match of tonight's uh, card uh, is a 20-man battle royal, and um, let's... Uh, Let's go through the names quickly. So we've got mm-hmm. Sam Houston, uh, Seeker, Jim Neidhart, uh, B. Brian Blair, Ryman Rujo, uh, Jim Brunzel, George Steele, Ron Bass, Bass, uh, yeah, not sure, yeah. sure what that's supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, Hillbilly Jim, Danny Davis, Jim Powers, Nikolai Volkov, um, on his own, during this entire event, we do not see um, the Sheik at all, so uh, that uh, partnership seems to have ended. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Ken Patera, Boris Zukov, who uh, Nikolai is now uh, in cohorts with. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, Ru- uh, sorry, Jacks Rujo, uh, Harley Race, who I've got to say looked pretty out of shape here. <laughs> like considering we only just saw him like a year a year before, you know, looking pretty pretty good in his match. Um, I was quite surprised to see how much he he sort of uh, lost himself a little bit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last four are Paul Roma, Junkyard Dog, Bret Hart, and Bad News Brown. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about battle royals, Andy? Uh, well, uh, well. There's, there's not a whole lot you could say about a battle royal. Yeah. A royal rumble's different because, you know, you get your various little storylines coming through it. There's yep, never yep. more than five, six guys tend to be in the ring at any one time. You'll maybe get a point where there's like ten. But even then, it's just those times tend not to last very long. In a royal rumble, you're in minimum 20 people straight away, as it is in this one. Yep. Um, it's just it's, it's impossible to keep an eye on what's going on. Yep. Um, I picked up on a couple of very small things. Um, Killer Bees uh, were fairly prominent early on in terms of escaping eliminations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a few times where they were thrown over the top rope and managed to hang on. Uh, George Steele was outside the ring. I don't know if he ever got in the ring. Yeah, that did. was a bit strange. Um, yeah. Because uh, that's there's a lot of uh, that you know commentators are calling it a lot you know has he actually got in has he not because he's 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 messing with people and pulling them over the ropes and stuff which does create yeah. a bit, nice mm-hmm. bit of comedy actually yeah. um but yeah he never really sort of uh, is there uh, to compete was, with such yeah it was like a, one of those old drunk men you get hanging around <laughs> outside pubs you know you just you have to glance in his direction he wants to fight you so yeah 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 that um, was that was bizarre very very odd but um i mean it's for me, it, it, it plays out very much like most battle royals do, or battle royals, sorry. Um, it's incredibly slow, like there's too much action going on at, to begin with, and not enough points where there's um, where you can single people out, single little uh, storylines and things happening. Um, and it only really starts to actually sort of gain any momentum when we're down to the last three, I think. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. It is essentially just, a, a, you know... a, a <laughs> a, a bit of back and forth, some some punches in there, and just essentially whittling people down as we as we chuck them over the top rope. And uh, t- it's the final three comes down to, if I remember correctly, it's uh, JYD, Bret Hart, and Bad News Brown. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, everybody's pretty much behind JYD. He's a big face, uh, has been since we've seen him. Essentially, uh, mm-hmm. very established at this point. And uh, Bret Hart and Bad News Brown sort of uh, form a bit of a uh, an allegiance to sort of take um, 
junk, uh, junkyard dog down. Uh, they do, which is a bit of a shame because then we've got two heels in the ring and nobody could probably pay any interest at this point. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Bad News Brown turns on Brett after this, basically eliminates him for the win. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was um, a bit of a sloppy opening, to be honest with you. It's a really sort yeah. of mm-hmm. lumbering, slow beginning. Um, you can't really pay attention to what the hell's going on. And then the only drama um, that really sort of comes from it is uh, final three. And uh, once they eliminate JYD, you, I, I was very un, uninterested. It's got to be said. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, really, the only, the only, um, I say the only worthwhile thing actually turns out in the the kind of history of WWE slash F to be a, a, a pretty major thing. But this was the beginning of the face turn for the Heart Foundation. Right, okay. That's Which, of course, led to Bret Hart, you know, becoming face and Intercontinental Champion and eventually into WWF Champion. So uh, there's a small piece of history there. Yeah, But, yeah. I mean, it's almost inconsequential to the rest of the, the, the Battle Royal, which is, uh, is poor. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, you see also a, a glimpse of that sort of change towards face because uh, Brett does go absolutely wild on the trophy, uh, destroys <laughs> it instead of letting Bad News Brown actually uh, accept it, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, a bit of fun. They're trying to appease the fans a little bit. To, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was a bit of a weak beginning, it's got to be said. Right, uh, we're going to take a break because we're going to start uh, with what uh, is uh, the main draw of today's uh, <laughs> of tonight's uh, <laughs> entertainment, and that is the Invitational uh, champ- cha- uh, Tournament for the WWF uh, World Heavyweight Championship, and we're going to start off with round one once we come back. Bad news. bad news is he's brutal, Jess. Well, I'll tell you, he's got the hitman on a roll right now. He needs to get rid of There, there he goes. goes. Wow! There's your winner. Wow! Hello and welcome back. So now we have round one of the Invitational Tournament for the World uh, Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. And uh, yeah, so this takes up the majority of tonight's events. This is a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, (laughs) eight, eight match championship because uh, there's a few. Basically... um, it's a bit of a strange one. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody's won a part to be uh, a, a, be a part of this tournament, and anybody can essentially uh, get a chance to win the championship. Um, yeah. Everybody apart from Hogan and uh, Andre uh, has to fight four times uh, to be within a chance of winning. Yeah. Um, and the only reason Hogan and Andre are further up the bracket is because they've won a stipulation so that they essentially are in the quarterfinals straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, way of dealing with the events, but it does mean mm-hmm. that it pushes this card up to a whopping 16 matches, which is just <laughs> ridiculous. So there are, yeah. there is an awful lot of one-on-one matches tonight and if you're not into one-on-one wrestling <laughs> you've got an awful lot to slog through here yeah. luckily there are some decent matches in in this um so I, I mean i i was kind of made aware that this wrestlemania 4 is not particularly held 
in in such a high regard. In fact, like sure. it might be yeah. one of what might be one of the worst reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was quite surprised actually to see that there are some decent matches in here that are worth your effort. Um, so I mean, yeah, let's kick things off with obviously with round one. Uh, so this is Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting start. I, I mean, this is definitely. Um, what with it being a one-on-one, you can obviously focus on the action a little bit more. Yeah. Um, there's some really good um, spots in this. I've, there's a huge atomic drop from Hacksaw. I think yeah. that's really good fun. Mm-hmm. A massive clothesline as well. Uh, he really uh, turns uh, Dibiase really sort of inside out. Um, I've got to say, Dibiase like bumps so damn well in this match. I'm really <laughs> yeah. impressed. Yeah. Um, Hacksaw actually is a really, really good... Uh, really fun wrestler to watch actually he's really physical um obviously puts his body on the line quite a lot there's a really good like um so dibiase goes for like a top rope um elbow i think it is and yep. uh hacksaw catches him with a meaty punch in the gut and it <laughs> oh it, it's such a good bump like i was really impressed with that yep. um but yeah, unfortunately it ends in one of these uh typical wwf uh <laughs> um like screw job finishes. So yes. uh, uh, Andre is at ringside with Dibiase, and uh, he basically clocks Hacksaw and allows Dibiase to get the win. So um, yeah, the heel wins the first match of the evening. Um, I actually enjoyed quite a lot of the action in this. Um, it's uh, it's very physical. Um, Hacksaw gets to show like you know just how much of a fun interesting wrestler he is he's obviously got quite a big brawl in style to him and um there's some really really good spots in this i was quite impressed but it's just a shame that straight off the bat we're already getting a heel uh winning so um yeah not 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 exactly the result i would have liked straight away but um yeah yeah it's Um, it's an interesting one yeah i think uh i I agree with this was actually i Obviously, at the end of the night, we kind of discuss what our, our what we thought were the best matches. I do yeah, genuinely yeah. think this was one of the better matches on the card, and I think yeah, it yeah. benefited from having two really solid uh, wrestlers in it. Um, both of them are good bumpers. Yeah, yeah. Um, both of them, their their shots that they deliver look decent. I think you're right. I think DiBiase is a great bumper. Um, mm-hmm. Off that atomic drop that Hacksaw gave, it was a really good theatrical kind of over the top bump. Oh yeah, but it, sort it of really springs up. It's really good fun. Yeah. I love that. Um, decent wee bit of a commentary going on as well. There was a wee bit between Ventura and Monsoon where Ventura was suggesting that Monsoon had basically touted his complimentary tickets for WrestleMania. Yes, so yes. that he could I go like to that. the that casino fun. tables. That was, <laughs> that was a decent wee uh, bit of fun there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, unfortunately, we've been, there have been so many matches and them bumping up against what I would imagine was a horrendously tight timescale. Yeah, um, yeah. We got the first of many uh, fuck finishes, unfortunately. Yeah, this is uh, going to be uh, a bit of a running theme throughout this evening, which is a bit of a shame. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, not a bad match by any means. Um, definitely worth watching um, if you want to uh, have a look at some highlights from this event, because um, it's definitely one of the better matches throughout uh, this evening's entertainment. Uh, before we move on to the second match of the tournament, uh, there is a short promo with Brutus Beefcake, who... Mm-hmm. Um, 
has significantly bulked up since we last seen him. <laughs> um, the neck on that dude is pretty tonked now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really good promo, actually. I haven't actually seen... Um, beef, I don't think I've seen Beefcake on the mic yet. I'm not too sure if we have. But, we um, saw him on a mic in the first WrestleMania right, where okay. he delivered that bizarre promo where he basically said three words and then started blowing a raspberry. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so very strange. to see him... I mean, I agree with you. I think this was a pretty good Chimo uh, uh, promo. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's cheesy. Oh, but yeah, I mean, completely. It delivers it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Much but better I mean, than some you hear. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Mm, well, I mean, his gimmick is cheesy as well. So, yeah, Bruce yeah. Bart, yeah. <laughs> so he's got these big pair of shears that he keeps sne- snipping throughout the entire thing. And he's yeah. really bug eyed. He looks so intense in it. It's really good fun <laughs> for watching him. Uh, but, yeah, good promo. Um, yeah. Right. So, uh, we will take a short break and then we will return for the second match of the tournament, which is Dino Bravo versus Don Morocco. Well, if DiBiase gets hit with it, he'll be out of the competition. There it comes now. He's setting up for it. He's giving the signal for it. He's down there. Oh, look at that. Andre grabbed the leg of Duggan. I believe Andre nailed him as well. Are you sure that Duggan turn around and hit Andre? Andre knocked him silly. There's your winner. A million dollar man moves one step lower to the championship of the world. Andre the Giant, extremely helpful to the million dollar man there. What a part he played. Hello and welcome back. So now we're on to the second match of the tournament. And this is Don Morocco versus Dino Bravo. Uh, Don Morocco also using the gimmick of The Rock, which I was quite interested in. I was a bit like, (laughs) oh, okay. This is a a returning thing then. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, um, this... I really, really enjoyed this match. So, um, Morocco in particular, I really enjoy watching wrestle. Uh, he's a really big, powerful dude, and he moves surprisingly quick for his size. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it, it's a really well-matched um, pairing as well because Bravo is almost like a very similar build, very similar sort of speed. It's all, you know, two big power wrestlers essentially. And um, I like. There's a few spots I really, really enjoyed. Um, I like the bit where Morocco gets caught in the caught in the ropes. That causes some that gets gets some good drama. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a massive, massive pile driver from Dino Bravo, which um, I think Morocco also takes with a lovely big spring as well. Like uh, it's just gorgeous watching him bump. Um, I love the double clothesline. Really good fun. Um, but then sort of so yeah, there's a there's a fair old bit of action going on here. Like it's it's very big slam based. Uh, power wrestling um, and I really enjoyed watching the action um, but yeah then it goes to uh, a sequence where the ref gets knocked out and mm-hmm. uh, basically he then calls a for a DQ and Morocco takes the win um, so yeah I, like I say I really really enjoyed this I thought this was like a really good display of power wrestling um, basically just really satisfying like slams and uh, uh, yeah, I was just having a really good time with this. Yeah. It really sort of uh, set the pace for the rest of the ma- uh, the evening for me. Um, yeah. But you were saying you weren't you weren't too keen on this one. Yeah, as I, I don't know, I, perhaps it's just I, I really liked Hacksaw versus DiBiase, and I don't know if it was just that it was coming off the back of that. Okay, and there was. A, there was a there was a nice kind of mix of styles in the Hacksaw and DiBiase match, and my mm. problem with this was that it was two guys who are very similar. Yep. Um, it was a bit slow okay. at times. Um, there was an odd section for me where 
you know, Monsoon and Ventura um, kind of bigged up the fact that the pile driver was Morocco's big finisher. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. didn't understand why he spent a good portion of the match working Bravo's leg. Right. Yes, that's a very good um, point. Which which I wasn't uh, too sure about. There was some really good stuff in there. I agree with you. I thought Bravo's pile driver was excellent. Mm-hmm. I delivered perfectly, and I know that's as much down to Morocco as it is down to Bravo. So the two of them did a real good job with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bravo for me was probably the more impressive of the two in this match. He also delivered a pretty good. Uh, Gut wrench suplex. He did, pretty yes. Early into that match, and um, yeah, and then the, a move I always like for some reason. I don't know why, because I know it's just to give the two guys a break. But the big double clothesline, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they hit in the middle. It of the was ring, just, it but, was just um, a really well bumped like uh, move. I just thought it it felt really satisfying to watch. Yeah, uh, and yeah, unfortunately, Don Morocco uh, tried to deliver that move thing from the second rope that I still don't really know what he was going for. Yeah, there's a bit of a strange botch there, isn't there? Um, yeah. Which is a bit of a shame. But again, these things things happen. And I suppose, again, like yeah. you're saying, mm-hmm. um, due to the tight schedule of things, I can imagine if you're trying to co- uh, coordinate such a quick match with such powerful moves, I think it's it's it was bound to happen at some sure. point during the event. Mm-hmm. And it's not the first, it's not the only botch you see tonight either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I've got to say, I I mean, I I don't know, I don't know if it's just because I enjoyed the style of both wrestlers. I th- yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think I I really enjoy seeing big guys fight fast. Sure. Um, I didn't feel like um, it, the pace sort of let up really. It was uh, it was you know it was really well um really well delivered throughout the entire match for me. Um, yeah, I honestly <laughs> I surprisingly really enjoyed this. So um, yeah, I was quite surprised to, to hear <laughs> you, you weren't <laughs> as big on it. But um, again, maybe that's maybe that's just down to to opinion of styles and and, and definitely it yeah, was sure. it I mean, was kind of, like you say it was coming off the back of a pretty strong match to begin with yeah. as well. And to be fair, I mean it, it was it was a lazy match. The two of them were very cool. I mean it's WrestleMania, you wouldn't imagine that it would be, but you know the two of them put a lot of effort into it. I agree with you. I think that for the size of them, both showed pretty good agility. Yeah, yeah. Through the match as well, but yeah, it just uh, didn't work for me uh, quite as much. Ah, that's fine. That's fine. Cool. So we'll move on to the second promo of this evening, and it is a uh, yeah, sort of a, an interview uh, hosted by Bob Buker, who uh, yeah, his first interview appearance of this evening, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he interviews the Honky Tonk Man um, for his upcoming battle with. Um, oh, he's not in the. Uh, it's it's a one on one, isn't it? Uh, outside of the, I'm trying to remember who. Yes, this is uh, this is the Intercontinental Title match That's between it, him yes. and Brutus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, these the the two the, the the first two promos are actually linked. Yes, so we were, we had Brutus earlier, and this is now Honky Tonk because um, they are uh, feuding for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a bit of fun, I suppose. The problem with the the, the Yuka ones, I think, is that. You really get sick of Yuka. Like, um, <laughs> I understand he's trying to be the comic relief this evening, but like, he yeah. really sort of uh, takes over the promos a little bit too much. And I'm kind of like, I want to focus on you know the actual drama of the evening. And I got this sure. dickhead like <laughs> muck, mucking around the entire time. So uh, yeah, yeah Honky Tonk doesn't was... really get a chance to sort of like shine in this one too much. No, 
There was, it, there was, it was, it was what it was. It was short. It was uh, snappy. Yeah, it was yeah. fairly nonsensical. Mm. Um, I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought it was okay, other than the unfortunate slight bit of uh, casual homophobia in there, where I get the impression that Honky Tonk Man was suggesting that Euchre was there looking for guys. Oh yeah, God. rather than Vanna White. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, so we're I, still like in the thick of like this really sort of on PC sort of area yeah. for WWF. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot more of it coming. Yeah. Um, but yes, we will take a short break and then we'll come into round. Uh, no, we're well, not round three. Uh, the match three, sorry, of the evening, and that is Greg Valentine versus Ricky Steamboat. Look at this! Oh, referee got sandwiched right in the middle. Both men down. The referee hurt more than either wrestler. I love this. Now's when anything can happen. From behind, Dino Bravo. Now he's going for his move. There it is. The side suplex. Referee crawling up. No, he's tapping Bravo. Why? He's calling for the bell here. Why? I don't know, Jess. We got to get a decision Perhaps he's on disqualified this. somebody. The winner of this belt as a result of a disqualification. The Rock And welcome back. So we are on to match three, which is Greg Valentine versus Ricky Steamboat. Now, um, this is this is a good bit of fun. Uh, so I like the introductions here. So obviously, Greg Valentine, uh, big heel at the moment, gets gets a lot of heat um, just from being who he is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Ricky Steam- Steamboat comes out with his son, if I'm correctly. Uh, Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, you know, they're both geared up in the same outfit. It's a really good pop from the crowd. Um, it's it's just really nice to see because it's like, it's almost like he's broken character a little bit because his wife's there as well to take the baby off him. Yeah, it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's just it's just a really sort of like wholesome, very sort of family moment. It's a bit strange. <laughs> I mean, like obviously yeah. this becomes like um, WWE's uh, essentially their their branding. You know, they are now family entertainment as as yes. as as uh, uh, Opposed to where they were, sort of like late nineties, early two thousands, with the attitude mm-hmm. era. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's really fun. I just, it was nice to see that side of him, and basically, you know, just having a family moment for what is essentially one, you know, the the biggest pay per view that he's he's ever gonna he's ever gonna work. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. enormous crowd here tonight as well. So you know, great to see such a good reception for him. Um, but yeah, let's go let's go into the match then because um, this is a pretty. This is a pretty fun match, actually. Um, Steamboat continues to be absolutely devastating. So fast, this re- this guy is yeah. so rude. Mm-hmm. He, he starts off with some really, really um, hefty arm drags. Like um, he, he, he seems to nail those really damn well. And Valentine's a good bumper as well, so they look great. Um, there's a really sort of like interesting sort of way he, he sort of stretches Valentine away from the. Uh, no, is it is it? I think Valentine stretches uh, Ricky away from the ropes yeah. and it sort of like springs him into the air and he drops on his face and it's just yes. like, oh, it's a mm-hmm. really satisfying bump. Uh, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a really tasty clothesline as well um, from Steamboat to, to Greg. I really liked yeah. a lot of the spots here. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the first time as well that we actually see Donald Trump in the audience this evening, um, what with <laughs> it being his venue, um, looking like a complete smug bastard that he is, but there you go. Still in, well, it would be with still in possession of his own hair at that point. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually see that he is. Uh, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't got the uh, false blonde wig that he currently rocks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he's uh, <laughs> it's it's Donald Trump, I suppose. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, there's some really good stuff. Uh, there's some other spots I picked out. Uh, there's a really good flying crossbody, um, yeah. and this basically causes the uh, the result of the match. Uh, Valentine reverses it and um, gets uh, sort of steam. It's, he gets him sort of in a roll up, isn't it? And yeah, um, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. it basically. Uh, uh, turns it into a pin and gets the three count for the win. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm very confused as to how like almost every match so far the faces have been knocked out. <laughs> it's all oh, you know. It's it, it doesn't seem to be building any momentum for the audience, which is very strange for this sure. WrestleMania. Um, I mean, I mean, further down the line, we see why probably they did have so many. Uh, heels go over because it kind of set up the storyline for you know who eventually wins yeah, it. Yeah, but, but it's, um, it's it's mania, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> give the give the crowd what they want. It's a bit of a strange setup. This. Well, you never know. Maybe it's because it was uh, in Trump Plaza. Maybe Donald Trump, had, you know, didn't like faces or foreigners winning matches <laughs> or something. You know, maybe he's uh, <laughs> maybe maybe that was part of the deal for him signing the contract. Now, now, Andy, God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, um, this uh, this match also suffers from some pacing issues, I think, as well, because um, despite some pretty good spots and some really huge slams, actually, um, yeah. it's very slow paced. Actually, like um, I, this was the first time of the evening I really felt like the pacing was a bit off um and it was it yeah it became a bit of a slog at times and i was a bit like this yeah, probably was... could have ended a little bit quicker and it's actually one of the longer yeah. matches of the evening it sort of matches uh the title match in fact for its for its length uh nine minutes yes. and 11 seconds so yeah mm-hmm. um it was um yeah it was, it was pretty decent um a few kind of signature spots in there. Uh, Steamboat skinned the cat, as they call it, where you know he gets thrown over the top rope, but he pulls himself back in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, no. that went straight into him, uh, fairly badly botching a, a roll up attempt. Yes, I did say that. Yeah. Where he had tried to get underneath Valentine, he kind of pull him over, but didn't get there in time. But yeah, yeah. It didn't take away too much for the match. Uh, there was mm. a really good um, stomach breaker from Valentine at one point, yep. which is a good move. And then I kind of a couple of minutes before the end of the match, there was a point where the two of them were really, really laying chops into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you could hear every single one of them, and I'm, I'm sorry, and you know the the wrestling is fake. Uh, crowd have got a point sometimes, but there's not a chance in hell those don't hurt. Oh no, completely. And I mean, like st- they've mastered them to a T now, where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you get more sound than probably you do any sort of like. Uh, pain but yeah it's still you hit people with the side of your hands and you're that size <laughs> it's 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 gonna sting um yeah. so yeah no it is it goes it is a gimmick i do enjoy even to this day because it's just so visceral you know like with the sound and everything yeah um, the, the only the only bad point that this and it's it's something you'll see when we get next pay-per-view unfortunately this pro this uh, pretty much uh, represented the end of steamboat's run in WWF. Oh, that's a shame um, because we've really enjoyed switched. Steamboat. Yeah, I, I mean, he's been—he's probably been my MVP through the first four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, he jumped ship fairly soon after this to the NWA slash WCW. Well, don't get me wrong, he has some fantastic matches, but you know, we are—we're covering WrestleMania, so it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. bit of a shame that he's—he's uh, he's gone. But oh. um, 
That is a shame. Run. I might have to do some uh, some further viewing on Steve yeah. because mm-hmm. um, I, I really do enjoy the guys wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go to the his NWCW stuff and you watch his matches against the likes of Steve Austin and Ric Flair and stuff, there's some really good stuff in there. So, oh, that sounds yeah. mm-hmm. pretty tasty. It's got to be yeah. said. Cool. Right. Uh, third promo of the evening then. So we have a promo with British Bulldogs and Coco Beware, the unfortunately named Coco Beware, who's still rocking that gimmick. <laughs> um, this is really odd. Like, uh, Bulldogs are not strong on the mic at all. Like, uh, really sort of limp sounding. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it just didn't sound like they were interested. It was, yeah. uh, you know, the, the whole line are. Uh, the one only first it says certifiable instead of certified, which makes me <laughs> think that Matilda should be, you know, sequestered somewhere. But um, <laughs> it was it was uh, the only cert- only certifiable weasel dog for weasel hunting for weasel heenan. Yeah, and it just looked yeah. slightly out of it the whole time we were saying it. it was oh, just very strange. So yeah, odd. British bulldogs still carrying around Matilda, their dog, yeah. and um, hunting down uh, the slickster. Um, I think it is. Uh, no, it's uh, uh, Bobby Heenan. It's Bobby Heenan, sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, which does create some good comedy later on, which we will, which we will yes. talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, during this promo, just, God, it's just so like, <laughs> um, just no effort's gone into it whatsoever. No. Um, Coco, actually, is pretty damn good on the mic. Uh, he gets a little chance to shine there. I think he's very uh, uh, just, you know, intense and you, you, you pay attention to him just because he's very commanding on the microphone. Yeah, it's a little um, um, gospel yeah, yeah, a, no, totally. The kind, of, kind of preacher yeah, thing yeah. that you get from him. Yeah, it was pretty decent. But yeah, there we go. Right, we're going to take another break, and then we're into the next match, which is Butch Reed versus Randy Savage. Ricky the, that's right, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat better learn right away. You don't put your hands on official. That's a disqualification. Well, referee shouldn't have stepped between him, Jess. He's got a job, and it's the count. Yes, but they were also in the ropes, Gorilla. His job is to break oh, the body. The hammer turns it over. He got oh, it. He got it. Might have been a handful of tights, but nevertheless, he got the three count. That doesn't matter. The referee's got to call it the way he sees it. If he didn't see the tights, it'll stand as is. Hello and welcome back. So we are now on to a match uh, with Butch Reed versus Randy Macho Man Savage. Uh, first match with Randy this evening and you're going to be seeing him a lot. Um, so yeah, um, we're still in this uh, invitational tournament. It's still one on one. Stipulations very much being that you basically just have to pin within 15 minutes or that's it. Um, so yeah, this is a this is a pretty fun match actually. Um, there's some really there's a really big suplex from Reed which I really liked a lot. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. That takes uh, and Reed takes a really sort of early control of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it, it it's one of these matches where uh, we we've spoken about it a little bit. Um, Savage is essentially sort of the underdog in yeah, this match. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's taken. He's taking a lot of bumps. He's selling them really well, don't get me wrong. Um, but the, the most of the drama in this match is that Savage is not equal to Butch Reed. And he's, uh, you know, basically looking for his opportunity to try and, you know, get 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 some get some shots in there and perhaps work him down. Um, but, it, yeah, it doesn't really seem to happen to, to happen for Savage in, in to the point that he essentially relies on Elizabeth. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so Reed starts t- talking to Elizabeth and uh, this sort of allows uh, Savage to get uh, get the upper on him, and he gets in an elbow drop, which he then uh, rolls into a pin and takes the win. Um, mm-hmm. So 
yeah, it's a strange one. I didn't really feel like Savage did enough to 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 earn the win, um, which is uh, again like I suppose it's this whole thing that they're trying to sell the fact that he is the underdog. Um, but yeah, it just it just felt a little bit out of place for me personally. It was a it was a bit of a if it wasn't a face winning, it would feel like a fuck finish for me. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it could possibly be down to the timing. Just how little time they had to work in this match. They yeah, possibly yeah. had to go a little more abrupt than they would have liked. Um, yeah, this this match is over in four minutes, so it's you know, that I'm quick. I'm not going to be one of the guys who hates John Cena, but you know, John Cena fans probably recognise the ending of this match where the guy <laughs> gets in all the offense and yeah. then Cena turns it round, hits his finishing move, and yeah, wins yeah, yeah. the match. Oh, um, it's super savage, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Butch Reed. Um, oh, totally. I think he sells stuff. this match for me, personally. Yeah. Um, there's a slight exaggeration to all these moves that I really like. It gives mm-hmm. them a bit more pop. Like Even something like him hitting the ropes to yeah, kind yeah. of bounce off for a, for a big elbow, which he hits. Mm-hmm. You know, He really throws himself into the rope rather than Completely. kind of just rebound off it. And um so I mean, yeah, I thought he came across in this match pretty well. I agree with you on the match man thing, but again, I think they were trying to set him up as being a kind of sympathetic character yeah. through this this tournament, and uh, unfortunately, it perhaps left them uh, looking a little weak. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Um, we will continue on with the next promo and the next match because um, these are all very quick and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a strange one. So we have a promo with the Islanders next um, yeah. mm-hmm. who are going to be appearing in a tag match later on. Um, this already, I feel like Bob Uecker is getting on my goddamn nerves at this point. He takes over <laughs> this entire promo and yeah. I'm just like... Please shut up. <laughs> the whole thing with uh, Bob Uecker throughout this evening is that um, a, another one of the guest celebrities uh, this evening is Dana White, who hosts, uh, who used to host Wheel of, Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. and he's basically chasing her around backstage trying to find where she is so that he can chat her up. And it's just so tiresome. Every yeah. single mm-hmm. promo comes back to this goddamn gimmick with Dana White not being able to find her, and it's just like... Please, can we move on, or can we at least focus on the people who are supposed to be wrestling this evening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Islanders don't really do much in this, unfortunately, um, other than look imposing, which I suppose yeah. is the whole mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we're on to the next match, which is uh, uh, a match of the the big dudes, basically. So we have one man gang, who is pretty hefty. <laughs> this guy is a large guy. Uh versus the first appearance of Bam Bam Bigelow. Um who yeah has pretty uh pretty pretty long running career with WF um mm-hmm. which is uh, really interesting to see. It's also the first appearance of One Man Gang. I probably should mention that as well anyway. Um but yeah, um this is a, a sub- unfortunately this match is over in under 3 minutes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. It's a shame because there's some really do good action in it. It's a bit of a strange one. Uh, Bam that is really, really fast, actually, considering his size. I was really impressed with how yeah. like, mm-hmm. quick he moves. Um, also, we have uh, Slickster on One Man Gang's side, uh, basically um, becoming a bit of a distraction. You know, he keeps pulling the ropes, and Bam Bam keeps falling out and taking a great yeah. bump mm-hmm. as well. He does it yes, so well. He does. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of these things I could... I almost could call it as soon as I saw it. Um, one man gang being so enormous and being a heel, I could I could feel his win coming from a mile off. And uh, yeah, he um, it's a bit of a strange win actually because it doesn't feel like it works. So um, because 
because Slickster keeps pulling the ropes and Bam Bam, Bam, Bam keeps falling out, the last time it happens, supposedly he gets counted out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like there's a 10 count at any given point. It seems like it's a bit of a screw job. No, I'm the same as yourself. I, I just kind of rounded off a very disappointing three and a half minutes for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the same as yourself. I, I lost track of the referee counting at four. Yeah. So it's... I assumed that he'd got back into the ring. Or as Bam Bam was definitely outside the ring for 10 seconds. But oh, yeah, in total. It was but like he came back apron. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was on the apron for about five seconds yeah. where one man gang wasn't letting them back in. And I just always assumed that the referee stopped the count at that point. Yeah, it's um, very, very strange. But um, yeah, just as I said, it all kicks off with the fact that for a start, and the one I was watching, I don't know about the one you were watching, they okay. took out Slick's theme tune. And Slick's right. theme tune is the greatest thing. I can't uh, remember if I saw it or not. Um, no. Um, but that, so that kind of put me in a bad mood for this match already. <laughs> um, Oliver Humperdinck, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow's manager. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no fucking clue what he was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like, um, it looked like a disco version of, Somebody for Harry Potter. <laughs> I just found that really odd. Yeah, um, there's some wild outfits. But there like, really yeah. is. Um, yeah, it's just a really odd match. They seemed very keen to show off Bam Bam's agility, as you said. Yeah, yeah. But it, it executed most of what he did pretty sloppily, which disappointed me again because I'll, I know that he goes on to be capable of much more. Mm-hmm. Um, good diving headbutt for Bam Bam at one point, and then, yep. as you said, it's just a, a really poorly executed finish. So, yeah, but a big uh, disappointment, that one, for me. Yeah, no, very, very strange. I, I again, like it was just, it was just over too quick. I was enjoying what I was seeing, and the end felt like a complete screw job, which is really odd. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's like the, if the, it was just a case of the cameras weren't on the ref, so we couldn't see him counting, yeah. or if it generally was like you know, like we're running out of time on the schedule here. We need to, ca- <laughs> we need to, you know, put kick this on its head, and it's just like. Um, yeah, they called it too early, maybe. Yeah, sure. Very strange. Um, anyway, uh, we continue on with another promo. This is the uh, the only, I think it's the only Hulk promo of the event. Uh, so, yes. yeah. Uh, Hogan, once on the end, on the mic, basically gets to gets to do his thing, which is always really entertaining. He's such an mm-hmm. intense, visceral character. Yeah. Um, he talks absolute bollocks. I don't know what the hell he's going on about, <laughs> but yeah, he sells it so well. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I've, got, I've got it written down here. Hilariously overdramatic promo about Hogan destroying the Trump Plaza and Trump and the Hulksters hanging on to his back as he doggy paddles them to safety. Yeah, very what strange. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's very odd. And then he backstrokes out of camera view. It's really That's strange. So bizarre but uh, yeah again just we, we had the disclaimer at the start of the last episode so mm-hmm. if I'm just looking at him purely as a character he's still incredibly engaging oh completely you completely. can't help but pay attention when when Hulk Hogan certainly at that point um is cutting a promo um it just leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else in in the organisation at that point. Yeah, completely, completely. Anyway, we're going to take a break and then we are going to return for a uh, match with Rick Rude versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Coming off the ropes, look out! Oh, oh, look at that! Did you see that? The Slickster pulled the top rope down, Jake. Do oh, did you hear that? He said he didn't do nothing. What a desperate move that was. No, Slick said he didn't if do nothing. If the nothing. referee saw that, that's a disqualification. Referee obviously didn't say, I don't know what you're talking about, Gorilla. Jess, I saw it. Are you watching, Jess? Are you paying attention? I'm paying attention. 
I don't know how you can see with those cloudy bifocals of yours. Those are your box seats down there, right? Donald Trump, it happened right in front of him. He saw it. What happened? Count out? What is this? Disqualification? Could be. We a got a bell. Perhaps a count out. Uh, Let's find out. Let's go to our Here is the decision. The referee awards this bout as a result of a count out to the one man game. We got a. And welcome back. So we are now going into a match with Rick, Rick Rude versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, the Battle of the Mullets, as I've written down. Um, <laughs> because there's some pretty hefty mullets going on here. Uh, so yeah, this is a pretty dull match. Um, so as I've established earlier, um, all of these tournament matches have a stipulation, apart from the final, in that um, they can only run for 15 minutes. Yep. And... This runs the full 15 minutes and ends in a DQ and both <laughs> men are eliminated. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's just so painful to watch. So, I mean, there's a couple of good spots. Um, I like the scoop slams from Rick. I think he's a really powerful wrestler. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. And uh, Jake really sells them. Uh, good bumper, mm-hmm. as he's always been. Um Robert gets in some good scoops of his own as well to sort of compensate for it. Um, it's a nice sort of back and forth there. Um, but it just doesn't gain any momentum. There's so much like floor work and submissions. And at one point, the crowd gets just as bored as I do. And there's some big boring chants. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even think boring chants were a thing back then. Yeah, so yeah. So it really kind of, it was really jarring when I heard it. I mean, don't mm. get me wrong. I was in full agreement with him. I oh, started chanting yeah, yeah. myself. But um, yeah. yeah, again, as you said, there was the one thing you said there that I really agree with. No real flow to this match at all. Mm. Um, there was a couple of decent spots. Um, I've got like a nice, uh, backdrop, was a ni- yeah. which I really mm-hmm. liked from Jake. Um, yeah. And there was a really lovely stiff suplex uh, onto Jake as well. He takes it on the back of his neck as well. It looked really, yeah. really mm-hmm. harsh. Um, but yeah, took it really well and continued to wrestle after it. So he was obviously not that bad off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like again, some good spots, but just no momentum in this match whatsoever i was just like completely bored throughout the entirety of it and like i say yeah it 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 takes its way all the way to 15 minutes um and uh ref calls it and basically both guys are eliminated which is a real shame because um it felt it felt like these two definitely had definitely had more in them definitely had um a chance to actually you know show what they what they can do but it just doesn't Uh, happen so yeah. yeah They would they would actually show later that year what they were both capable of in the ring together because they had a pretty decent uh, feud. Oh, okay. The second half of the year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just uh, if this was the start of it, then I can only assume they both hated how boring the other one was, and that's where <laughs> it, it got started from. Because um, <laughs> it's just really disappointing. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it was a pretty, it was a bit of a stinker. It's very yeah. sort of a. <sighs> lower to mid card stuff but obviously just because of their placement in the tournament it was higher up than what yeah. we've you know we've had some pretty decent matches prior to this um sure. some at least pretty decent spots anyway um but yeah they then uh segues into a interview with Vanna White uh, basically sort of discussing the the structure of the tournament um pretty pointless this to be honest with you Vanna White no offense to her is just a pretty face and uh, not particularly engaging no. she call, she she basically calls her her faves to win in the in the quarterfinals essentially yeah. um mm-hmm. and does the <laughs> the typical uneducated uh 
wrestling uh, faux pas of just basically calling all the faces. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, a bit of a strange one, that. But then it sets yeah. into the next match of the evening, and that is a match between Hercules versus the Ultimate Warrior. And my God, did I thought think this, this was fucking terrible. Um, this is a really strange match, this. Um, so... This is not a tournament match. This is a singles match on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hercules is also accompanied by Bobby Heenan. Um, so, uh, yeah, just to make it doubly certain who's the, uh, who the heel is, because Ultimate Warrior is out, is on, out, out here on his own. Yeah. Um, this is actually the first time we've seen Ultimate Warrior, um, who obviously becomes a pretty big name in WWF. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was hoping for big things, but... God, I was pretty bored in this match, it's got to be said. The thing that, for me, that really um, sort of just got on my nerves is how terribly Hercules takes the bumps. He's really sloppy. He just doesn't look like he's selling yeah. them at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it, again, it, it, if 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 the wrestler doesn't show that he doesn't care, then why should I, really? And I just felt that way the whole time. It's a really slow, lumbering match. Um, and, yeah... It, it's very like does yeah warrior wins but he yes but he breaks the pin did you um, see that like, yeah basically what happens they kind of revisit this uh at a later date between bret hart and roddy piper at wrestlemania 8 yeah and the yeah. idea is that as you said hercules gets the Gets the full Nelson on yep. Ultimate Warrior. Yep. Ultimate Warrior escapes it by kicking himself off the ropes and yep. so that the two of them land in a bridge. And the idea, I think, is that both of them have their shoulders down, but Warrior rolls his shoulder just before the three count. Yeah. So it's only Hercules whose shoulders are down for the three. Um, it, it didn't, it didn't look great at yeah, all. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's really strange because it's like at no point during any of the other matches does this ever happen so yeah. like and and lots of people are hitting the mat on their shoulders like all the time and mm-hmm. rolling around for a bit and you know just generally being sluggish so there's no reason why that if if you're gonna if you're gonna force this stipulation in one match then you should force it in the others but it's very strange that it it only sort of shows up here and it just doesn't feel right it just feels mm-hmm. like the match ends for no good reason in a really yeah. strange way um yeah i was really disappointed with this match i just i, I i've written like you know this was just bad, like <laughs> to watch. I'd, um, I've actually written down pointless. Yeah, <laughs> there was it, there was no point to it because I, maybe I'm thinking too much into this. But you know, two years from then, Warrior was winning the world title off Hulk Hogan, and yeah. considering at that point there were only four pay per views per year, I assume that the booking was fairly long term. Yeah. And they must have had an idea at that point that Warrior was going to go far. So why put him in a match where he barely wins against a guy who's not very good? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just uh, completely pointless to me. Yeah. I'd... No. Very. Very. Very strange. And just yeah, a complete, a complete mood killer. Really, it's got to be said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Before we take a break, we will move in on to. A video package which basically explains the first match of the semi-finals. So mm-hmm. this match will be Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, and uh, we get a pretty uh, comprehensive uh, video package that basically uh, details their feud up until this point. Uh, we also get reference to their their absolutely fantastic title uh, title match from last year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and this was uh, one of these things when when I saw 
when I saw those highlights and remembered that match, I just I was just reminded like these guys have so much to live up to now. Like this this match this this match coming up ha- has to live up to the fact that their title match at the last WrestleMania was possibly one of the highlights we've had so far of the yeah, entire sure. of the entirety of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was I was apprehensive. Because I was a little, you know, um, I was. A, <laughs> it had to live up to this just monumental match. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the video package is a really cool thing. We don't, we don't, we have, we haven't really had these. Um, and if we do, they're, they're an absolute rarity at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is very nice to actually have that sort of like um, pre-match build up and you know getting you giving you some context for everything. Um, yeah. But yes, there we go. Uh, anything you wanted to add to that? No, I. I agree with pretty much what you said. It was actually uh, quite cool seeing the package because it, it reminded me of the fact that I don't know how much of this they, they, they picked up in the package. Andre won the title when Hogan's shoulder was very clearly up. Yeah, Led yeah. into a storyline where it turned out that Dave Hebner was an evil twin. <laughs> Oh my god, no, they don't like reference that at all. No, um, yeah, it turns out that um, he, his twin is Errol Hebner, who was the good referee, and Dave was the evil referee. Who <laughs> so is that, been, is that, that where, oh, that's, that's where it all comes from? Because he obviously, uh, yeah, I think so. Because for, for, for a long time, like even like 2000s and stuff, when he's, when he's acting as ref, he's always been Earl Hebner. So, oh wow, I didn't realise. No, oh. he actually does have a twin brother called Dave. Oh, right. No, okay. I didn't realise. Wow. Okay. So they are two different people. Right, right. Yeah. So that was um, that was a, a crazy situation. That very, very 1980s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soap opera. So it probably fit quite well. But, um... Yeah. No, I was I was always a bit confused by that because I, I'm obviously looking at the guy. He looks like Earl Hebner. And I'm thinking, yeah. that's Earl Hebner. But for some reason, he's going on the name I'm David. Sure that, unless I'm completely making this up, it's very possible. I've been watching Wrestling for so long, I might just be <laughs> concocting storylines in my head. But I'm almost certain there are two Hebner brothers. I'll, I'll, I'll check that at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely worth checking out. Cool. Right. We're going to take a break. And then we are going to talk about this match with Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. Paul Nelson. Yes. Has he got the fingers locked? If he does, it's over. This could be submission time. Oh, he didn't get the fingers locked, Jess. Yeah, I see that, Gorilla. Oh, look at this, kicking off the top turnbuckle. Both men's shoulders down. Oh, Warrior got his shoulder up. It looked like he did. It looked like he did. Hurt thinks he's won it. But the Warrior got his shoulder up, I think. Bobby congratulating him. Oh, the referee telling him now. And welcome back. So, next up, we have what I would, what I would call as um, you know a headline match. To be honest with you, but it's not. It's yeah. the it's the first of the semifinals. It is Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, uh, basically fighting for the uh, yeah the next the next <laughs> bracket of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, very strange one. This. So um, yeah, it's it's got a lot to live up to. Like I've said, um, we're basically coming off the back of one of the most defining like title matches of wrestlemania history yeah. and mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i mean let's 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 get into it because there's some good stuff in here yeah. um mm-hmm. uh, so straight off the bat like um we I, f- I should also mention that um andre is out here with ted dibiase um they're basically um 
best buds helping each other yeah. out mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to rock the boat and stuff and um, Hogan gets straight in there and clocks Dibiase really well and there's a lovely moment where he sort of like forces them together for a headbutt and it's just like oh yes Hogan, <laughs> Hogan's working these two well yeah. um, and so it gets a huge pop it's really good fun uh, this entire match in fact like the crowd are just so behind it at all points yeah mm-hmm. um, Hogan gets caught with a with a really nasty choke at some point, yes. and mm-hmm. then it becomes a bit uh, a bit a bit slow. This match, unfortunately, because uh, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. basically becomes a a case of Andre trying to choke Hogan whenever the ref is not looking, trying to get those cheeky chokes in, trying to hold them as long as he can, and then breaking them on the four count before he gets to a five count and gets a D, gets a DQ. Yeah. Um, so you know, very typical heel stuff. Uh, you definitely. You're definitely not on Andre's side at any given point in this match. No. no. Um, and that sort of, uh, unfortunately, sort of takes takes the wind out of the sails a little bit here because um, all that early sort of action, all that early sort of Hogan intensity really yeah. sort of uh, gets mm-hmm. drained out of him because he's, he spends so much time with uh, with Andre's massive hands around his throat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it really slows, just slows it down, um, which is a bit of a shame because we know that these two guys... Uh, can really sell and um, a damn good match and, and and sell the drama really well as well. And they yeah. still do mm-hmm. they still do it in this match. It's got to be said. There's still there's still very much a part of me that believes that Hogan can match Andre, despite the fact that he clearly is completely unmatched by the, just this immovable giant baby. Um, and it it's just yeah, they're, they're, the two of them together do really sell drama in wrestling so damn well. Like. Honestly, they're really, really good wrestlers in that yeah. regard. Mm-hmm. Like, still mm-hmm. storytelling-wise, they're they're top of the class. Um, but yeah, then it sets up for um, the result basically. So, Dibiase still here, still rocking around. He he gets uh, gets a chair and yeah. clocks Hogan, and um, basically causes a double DQ, and both men are eliminated from the entire tournament, which I would have thought would have got a huge fucking boo from the crowd but for some reason <laughs> they hold in there because like oh, there's there's an awful lot of wrestling still ahead of you um yeah. mm-hmm. but it's just a very strange result like to have your two biggest like names in wrestling like this eliminated this early in the card is really bizarre i was quite it, it it's just it's just a really odd match. Like, it never yeah. really mm-hmm. sort of gains its momentum. There's some really no. good spots. There's some good drama, but the result is just like, why? <laughs> yeah, it's just that. Yeah, I'm the same as yourself. It's a kind of bizarre match all round. One thing I did want to say, I don't know if I imagined this or not. I thought Andre looked in better shape in this than he did in WrestleMania three. He d- the entire event, Andre looks a lot better. Actually, he's really yeah, sort of with like it, like in his promos yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like he's really sort of you know on the ball. But yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of the chair shots that end the match, Hogan's is a, a decent kind of meaty chair shot. Yeah, yeah. Andre sounds really nasty. Like he hits Hogan with a tubing in the chair rather than the flat of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. That sounded nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of afters for the match, um. Virgil got suplexed on the floor by Hogan, which basically put him out of the rest of the, the yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, he went and slammed Andre. Um, and then uh, there was obviously the back and forth between Monsoon and Ventura because Hogan seemed incredibly happy for somebody who just lost his chance. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> and in a world title. Mm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's very as, strange. As Monsoon put it, maybe it was just... 
Hogan giving the fans what they were what they came for. So yeah, yeah. Well, this is yeah. the thing. Like um, an awful lot of that happens actually through the throughout the evening. Like the results don't sort of come in, and to sort of appease the fans, they have these moments afterwards where yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically get a chance to sort of cheer for the hero, essentially. So, yeah, Virgil is this other dude that's been hanging around the entire match and uh, yeah. basically causing a lot of havoc for Hogan. And he, he takes a suplex on the gangway. And, um, yeah, it's pretty stiff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that was uh, that was quite comfortable. No. Um, and then, yeah, as a, the biggest pop, obviously, being the fact that uh, Hogan gets to gets to mimic his uh, b- body slam on Andre at the end. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. just, for, just, for, just for a bit of crowd appeal. But, uh, yeah. It's an all right match. Yeah. It's a very strange one. It's I wanted I wanted more from it. Um, yeah, um, but I don't know if it's that's because like it was coming off the back of you know like I say one of the, one of the best matches that these two have ever had. Yeah, short of those two being in the main event together again, you know it was it was always going to struggle to to kind of reach the highs that that match reached. So it's it's yeah. unfortunate. Um, yeah, I was just thinking actually. You're talking about the fact that Virgil was just this dude who was hanging about. That pretty much sums up Virgil's career. So. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> as we find out, <laughs> dearie do. Anyway, um, we have another mat- uh, We have another promo now, and it is with Randy Savage. Um, and good lord, do I love hearing this man on the mic? This yeah. his his voice is just bonkers. I love it. It's such <laughs> a mad voice, such a crazy character he's got. But he sells it so damn well, and he's really entertaining. Um, out. out- Outside of Hogan, like Savage, I can totally understand why you'd want to push him because yeah, sure. he's just a really good character. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he really gets to shine here, which is great to see. Yeah, it's, um, the, the one thing that came out in that promo that I didn't realise, it, it refers to the fact that him and Hogan were the mega powers, which I didn't think be, think became a thing until after this. So it was quite interesting. I, I, it's kind of, it make, makes me want to go back and watch some of the stuff before. Yeah, yeah. Kind of WrestleMania 4 because... Um, you know the the thought of him and uh, Hogan sharing mic time, yeah, it's, is is quite an appealing one. I can totally see that. Randy does still kind of feel mid cardy for me on this at this point. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, very very interesting. Pick up that. Anyway, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with a with a match with Don Morocco, who was obviously advanced from the last uh, round uh, versus Ted DiBiase. Oh no, both men fighting for the chair. He still couldn't drop the giant with a chair, and Morella should disqualify Hogan. Oh, he's trapped again as Andre tried to lower the boom on the hump. Oh! We're going to have a bell here very shortly, I'm sure there it is. What's the call? Which one's eliminated? One of these guys They both used the chair. Hulk's still got it. Oh, there goes the tree. DiBiase and Virgil trying to drag the big carcass out of there. They didn't make it. I'm waiting for the referee's decision. Now both men used the chair. Both guys used it. We need a decision here. Hogan chasing out DiBiase and Virgil. The Hulkster, after the case of the Million Dollar Man, who turns around and puts Virgil right in front of him. He literally threw Virgil to the walls. That he did, but that's Virgil's job. He's a bodyguard. That's just what it says. Guard the body. DiBiase took off like a thief in the night. Look at this. Suplex. And we're back for another match featuring uh, the two advancing uh, previous round winners. And that is Don Morocco versus uh, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. So, um, straight off the bat, 
Morocco pretty much dominates this match. Um, mm-hmm. There's some really big scoop slams. Uh, again, really, really satisfying to watch. Um, but it then slows down a bit when Tibiasi to, to takes control because he's all, you know, he's working um, specific body parts and, uh, you know, lots of floor work with Tibiasi. Like, that seems to be his, his go to. Um, and because he's a heel, I suppose, it, it's always a case. They they like to sell like very heelish maneuvers, I suppose, is that 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 sort of behaviour to sort yeah. of spend a lot of time working body parts and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's I haven't really got many notes on this one, and I think it's because it's just it it's just a bit average. It doesn't really sort of like um, take off at any given point. It, it, it's again, they both guys sort of come out of the come out come straight out of the gates fighting, but don't don't seem to be able to maintain their 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 intensity. No, they don't. Um, I'm the same as yourself. I don't have a huge amount of notes in this one. I think Morocco actually looks better in this match than they did in the first round. Mm-hmm. I thought everything was just a wee bit sharper. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a nice uh, callback spot where early in the match there was a point where DiBiase was down, kind of holding on to the second rope. Yeah. And Morocco yeah. pulled him by the legs off, so it was almost like a like yes. a power like a power bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He then goes for the same thing again a little later in the match, but DiBiase's in the corner this time, and this yeah. time DiBiase uses his leg strength to pull him into the top turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I which I thought was which was uh, was nice bit good. nice bit yeah. of technical wrestling that that's pretty yeah. good yeah. Um, but I, um, same as yourself, the only thing I've got about I think, I think DiBiase, in in terms of his own storyline, needed this because yeah. for him to get to the final, having relied on interference for every round, yeah, it's a very heel thing to do. Yeah, but yeah. if they then decided to pull the trigger on him being champion, for instance, then it mm. makes him look weak. I thought it was important that he had this match where he came out himself and beat. A good opponent. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I made him, agree made him look yeah, much yeah. stronger for the final. I thought. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, Tibiasi gets the win in this match. Uh, by he, he sort of, uh, he he gets a reversal in, and then he basically hangs Morocco up on the ropes, um, and it it he, takes a big bump, like sort of yeah, like whips back, and uh, then he basically gets the pin and takes the yeah, win. Yeah, that's that's that moves actually called the stun gun. It was um, it was oh, Steve okay. it was Steve Austin's finisher for a while in WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's it's, it's a satisfying little uh, manoeuvre actually. It's got. It looks. Like, it looks. When like people it take it well, damage. yeah. It, when people take it well, it's a damn good bump. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is uh, that match essentially. Uh, again, it's, there's some decent spots, but overall, it doesn't really sort of uh, do do much for me. Um, yeah. I, I certainly didn't dislike it by any means, but I I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, putting it on the highlight reel. Let's put it that sure. way. Um, right, we go into a promo with Demolition, who I don't think actually get introduced at any given point in this ma- in this promo because uh, Yuka is just doing his thing <laughs> where he's just oh. I've got to oversell and you know, like be a twat. <laughs> we're, we're going. We're going to have to do a, a separate euchre cast where you just, <laughs> where I just put you in front of a microphone for half an hour and you just go fucking Bob euchre. <laughs> oh, that would be deadly satisfying. That's got to be said. Um, but yeah, it's it. There's nothing to this at all, to be honest with you. I, I, it's a strange one because um, Demolition are actually entered into the tag titles match uh, for yeah. the team, mm-hmm. and you would have thought, you know. Them being that high up the card and that you know being in a title match and that they give them some time to 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 sell how dangerous they are as heels and stuff like that, but they're yeah. just 
it's it's Bob Uecker being somewhat strange around two guys dressed as gimps. It's really strange. <laughs> it's a really strange promo. Yeah, um, it's it's very um. At this point, Demolition's promos at points could actually be pretty decent, but at this point, it's a pretty clear rip-off of, like, Road Warriors, Legion of Doom yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just, again, just another promo with nothing of real note to it. Yep, very much so. Right, let's continue with the next match then, which is Greg Valentine versus Randy Macho Man Savage. So, uh, yeah, second match for both these guys. Um, obviously advancing from the previous round mm-hmm. um i've got to say i do notice throughout the entirety of tonight's events savage is just fucking quick he is so fast yeah. he, like mm-hmm. he he must be a real pain to wrestle because <laughs> <laughs> he's um he's he, he like he he keeps his momentum up the entire time. Like he obviously does this super thing where he sort of like turns things around a lot and uh, comes comes back out all guns blazing. But he he is really intense and really visceral to watch. Uh, is, I, I'm I'm really into that aspect of his personality. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, early on, Valentine takes control of this match. Um, I'm I'm noticing he's looking a bit sloppy at this point. It's got to be said. He was yeah, pretty mm-hmm. strong early on, but I don't know if it's because. Again, he's a big dude, and maybe he can't run with the best of them. Um, sure. But yeah, he's he he sort of it, his his sloppiness dictates the pace of the match. Unfortunately, um, there's a really nice um, chop actually that he gets in. Uh, sort of uh, Savage yeah. goes mm-hmm. goes for him off the ropes, and he gets him in the air, and it oh, it's really tasty, lovely, yeah. lovely, mm-hmm. lovely slap there. Um, and yeah, it's a a bit of a strange one. Um, so Valentine's always trying to. Uh, is basically trying to get this figure four leg lock in for the entire match to sort of finish off Savage, um, and uh, Savage gets yeah, manages to reverse it, and basically uh, gets uh, Valentine up in a small package and takes uh, the pin for the win. Uh, it's not a bad match actually. Um, I think this is one of the better ones from this evening. It's just yeah. that the pacing's a little bit strange because uh, yeah, I d- Valentine doesn't seem to be able to keep his momentum from his earlier match. I don't think. Um, which yeah, is a shame but... because he's obviously there's obviously some decent wrestling in that dude because again like I, I mean I I called his spot as probably my highlight of the match to be honest with you that air, that mid air chop was lovely yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean what do you think uh, I I, th- I think it was a decent enough match I don't have a huge amount of notes written down about it which maybe yeah. either I zoned out or maybe I just I, I thought it was kind of fairly standard yeah just yeah. to come back to your point on Savage because it's one of the things I did write down actually is that Valentine was kind of generally dominating the match and then you'd get these wee short bursts. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like quick fire hope spots. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, Savage would get. And I think something you mentioned about how quick he is, you get you've got other guys in the business at that point who are probably equally as quick. You look mm. at your 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 uh your young Stalins and your your killer bees and so yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And when they go into their kind of speed sections, it doesn't always look... It looks quite exaggerated. You know, yeah, the yeah. arms kind of start flailing about. They're going for the whole house on fire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savage never does that. There's a no, real no. quiet intensity mm-hmm. to it's, what he does. It's his elbows for me. Like, he always gets these yeah, like, elbows mm-hmm. where he raises his arm up and it and they just look really vicious, you know? Yes. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they look mm-hmm. like they really dig in. Um, so yeah, again, I completely agree with you on that point. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it's 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 a, it's a pretty standard match, like you say. It's it's nothing particularly special, but it's by no means a bad match anyway. No. Um, right, we continue with another Vanna White promo, uh, <laughs> where we basically talk about where we are with the tournament again. Um, Vanna White is like. <sighs> It pretty much lives up to her name. She is white. <laughs> <laughs> the Dulux range of white is Vanna White. God, Jesus, she's so yeah, boring. It's, it's just the, the whole, uh, you know, by this point, Hogan is out, and yet she still spends most of the time talking about, yeah, but you know what? I still like Hulk. <laughs> I, I, okay, but who do you like for the tournament? I yeah. don't know. Can Hulk Hogan come back in? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, just, yeah, it's just another dull... It's strange. It's it's essentially like pulling a random fan out of the audience and getting them to cut a promo. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, anyway, let's take a break. Um, we, we're going to return with a one-on-one with Honky Tonk Man versus Brutus Beefcake. Savage going to the top, but Valentine's getting up again. Not there in time, I don't believe. Yes! yes. The hammer nailed him. But I think they nailed too bad each other. To- He's hurt too bad to follow up, Jess. Definitely. I think Macho made some contact hard coming down off that rope. They actually nailed each other on that one. Getting a little help, no. Colonel warned him right at the last minute that Savage was on his way. Well, that's the Colonel's job. There's nothing illegal about that. I didn't say there was. I didn't say you did. I'm just explaining to the people, Gorilla. Pulling him back in, perhaps another shot at it. Yes, the figure four. Look at he turned it into a small package. Duke up, he got him. What a move by the Macho Man. Hello and welcome back. So now we have another non-tournament match, and it is a one-on-one with the Honky Tonk Man versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Um, and like I've mentioned in the promo earlier, Brutus is looking pretty damn beefy at this point, um, living up to his name well. So yes, um, I was yeah quite interested to see where he goes with this. I also I remember last time I I was talking about uh, Beefcake's sort of gimmick with these sort of shredded pants of his and stuff, and um, yeah. I think it works a lot better this time around. I, I, at first, at first, it it was a bit like I don't know if I want to see as as much flesh as this man is showing. <laughs> but um, I think because they've got the, the frills and they're really sort of overselling his his whole gimmick. He's got the little bow tie and the shears and stuff. It just he just looks like a cartoon, and it's I'm well into it. Yeah, I've, I've written down here that with a with a bow tie and the jacket and the shredding and all that, it kind of looks about like a shipwrecked stripper. <laughs> Oh, it's it's wicked. It's I like. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm, I'm well into it. Yeah, I was. I, don't get me wrong. I, I was okay with. It. I, I quite like the, mm. the 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 get up. Yeah, totally. But yeah, he's also going up against another pretty weird character, and that is the honky tonk <laughs> man. And we we've established that we pretty like the honky tonk man's character. He's he's yeah. he's not the world's greatest wrestler by any stretch of the imagination, but no. he's so entertaining to watch. And he's like, <laughs> it's one of these. He's like the epitome of just Americanism and you would have thought like you'd sell that as a face and he's not yeah. mm-hmm. the, the, and nobody is behind the Honky Tonk Man at any given point he's just this irritating Elvis clone that nobody's into and <laughs> he's, he's he plays it up so damn well yeah, um, so yeah um, I think this really helps this match actually the, mm-hmm. the fact that we have such a strong face and a, and, and a really strong heel as well 
and they're just such great cartoonish characters that you really sort of like you want to love them and you want to hate them you know it's this when this is when this is when um uh when you write a character when you write characters as well wrestling can be so damn so damn good um but yeah let's talk about the match because Mm -hmm. there's some good spots here um i've got to say i've i'm really this whole thing is really difficult to watch because we've got that whole uh ringside uh screeching from peggy sue the entire goddamn time and it was like do I mute this match to make this to make this more <laughs> to make this more bearable? But oh yeah. god, you have to really sort of drown her out a little bit. But there's some good spots, like I say. Uh, and there's there's a really good backdrop uh, from Brutus, which mm-hmm. I just just really satisfying to watch. You it, again, Honky Tonk, not a great wrestler, but he is a great da- he is a damn good bumper. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he basically takes the, the majority of the bumps during this match. There's some there's some good. Um, sort of uh drama with this because they uh honky tonk's got some assistance um from jimmy hart uh yeah. mouth of the south who's been kicking around outside for a little while uh with peggy sue and uh he's causing distractions and stuff and basically uh making beefcakes uh you know <laughs> mess up and things um yeah mm-hmm. and he basically takes his revenge on jimmy hart pretty uh uh, pretty savagely gets yeah. the uh, <laughs> uh he's running around after Hart. Uh, he he runs under the ring and then Brutus goes in after him gets out his clippers and starts uh, t- cutting his hair off doing a doing a much better job of uh, the hair clipping as we, that we saw at the last WrestleMania it's got says <laughs> throwing the hair up in the air making a bit yeah. of, making a bit of a scene good fun yeah. that um but yeah it unfortunately causes a DQ to happen so uh Brutus um Brutus takes the win um, yes. Because of the interference from Jimmy being on Honky Tonk side, um, but yeah, it's just uh, it's just a bit of a shame because there's no change of in continental title. Um, because obviously the crowd are very much behind Briefcake. Um, it would have been nice to have at least seen a change of title <laughs> at your goddamn flagship pay per view. Yeah, um, but um, it doesn't happen, unfortunately. But yeah. again, it's a, it's like we've spoken about earlier. All the sort of uh, crowd pleasing moments happen sort of after the after the result. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, a bit of a bit of a strange one. It it's it's a good it's a good bit of fun, and I'm I'm happy it, it's here because it's possibly the only time where there's any real sort of comedy throughout the evening, and I do I do like it when when wrestling sells comedy well, and this is a good fun match. Yeah, there was there was a couple of wee bits in it which which could count as psychology. I mean, it's fairly light, it's fairly minimal, but you know yeah. the the point fairly early into the match where Brutus has got a hold of Honky Tonk Man and it looks like he's going to hit him with a big punch and instead he ruffles his hair as if to say, "Oh, enjoy this while you've got it," kind of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and making the scissors motions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's a fairly standard face heel dynamic going on. You yeah, know, yeah. Brutus at one point gets in the spot where he rams. Uh, Honky Tonk's head into the turnbuckle ten times and the crowd are counting along. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Honky does the heel thing of the minute he's in trouble, he kind of bails outside and, yep, yep. you know, goes into conference ways, ways entourage. Um, couple of decent spots. Um, Brutus escaping the shake rat one roll by just grabbing onto the ropes was nice and simple but looked effective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, as you said, a, a fairly, um, Another DQ finish, unfortunately, but um, mm-hmm. this one, this one kind of made sense, I, I suppose. You know, Jimmy Hart, if he's going to be there, he's going to get involved at some point. So, yeah, um, not not a, not an ideal finish. It's not as how we're going to send the crowd home happy, but it's still it's, that was decent. 
Yeah, no, totally. Again, it's this is this becomes a bit of a theme this evening. Is that most of the matches are just all right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's we're gonna we're gonna still have that unfortunately. But yeah, it's uh, it's just it, it just feels like this whole mania could have done a little bit more. There's there's always like there's always that thought in the back of your head where it's like oh you know this wrestler could have could have shined a little bit better this this yeah. you know there could have been more spots here or something like that mm-hmm. it's 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 a bit of a shame but anyway let's talk about the next promo um which is pretty famous as promo go actually <laughs> uh so this is the famous uh promo with Andre the Giant and Bob Uecker again where Andre basically sort of chokes him and shakes his <laughs> head and stuff and it's and that clip is used in video packages for God knows how long, yeah. um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it, you still see it to this day, and it's a very famous image. Um, but it's a strange one because the the promo itself isn't particularly that good. <laughs> uh, I think it's more just the imagery that sort of comes out from yeah, it. Yeah, the pr- the promo is also confusing. Doesn't Andre say in it that he's the only professional athlete in the world who's still undefeated? Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, when he lost at the previous WrestleMania. <laughs> So yeah, you know, like is that just being him being a heel and you know just not... that, that's possibly him being drunk and not remembering. <laughs> More than likely, actually. Um, but yeah, but yeah the size of Andre's hands round his neck. Oh, it is, is just insane. It it is a great image that that whole choke sequence because it's just it, it does really go to show exactly why Andre is such this. You know, he they, they call him the Earth Wonder of the World and stuff. It's yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, it really does put that into perspective um uh, but yeah it's it's nothing special really it's but it does have very much uh, an iconic moment of of wrestlemania history in it yeah which is a bit of a strange one but there you Mm -hmm. go right we're going to take a break and then we're going to return with a match uh with the islanders with bobby heenan versus the british bulldogs and coco beware a six-man tag you don't think beefcake's giving him a haircut under the ring do you it's possible (laughs) now he's dragging poor jimmy out and this here is a definite mismatch. Come on! He's got the little bag that Brudai carries all those scissors in, those clippers and everything. In yeah, the meantime, still inside the ring. Beefcake's got a scissors. Oh, no, he's cutting Jimmy's hair. Oh, he's got him pinned down there and really doing a number on him. He won't like this, Jess. This is horrible. And still unconscious inside the ring. He's got to be the champion. Look at that. There you can see Peggy Look Sue. Look at Peggy Sue working Peggy Sue's trying to wake the champ up. Two extra referees in there trying to bring the referee around. Look at he's... Referee still down. Jimmy Hart. Look at Hart's hair, that's horrible. Look at Peggy Sue with the water bucket. Referee finally on his knees now. No, he's still down. Well, she woke up the honky-tonk man. But the referee is still out of it. Brunei now with the big shears. He wanted to do some serious cutting on the honky-tonk man. We're going to need a decision. Something happened here. We need a decision from the announcer, from the referee. Well, the referee that was the referee for the match is still unconscious. The winner of this contest, as a result of a disqualification, Brutus the Burger Beefcake. Beefcake victorious here on a disqualification, not the kind of victory he wanted. 
And welcome back. So we are now into another non-tournament match, and this is a six-man tag match with the Islanders Haku and Tama, with Bobby Heenan uh, versus the British Bulldogs, which are Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid, and Coco Beware. So um, this is this is an interesting little match. This, um, but at the same time, uh, it's. Uh, a bit of a strange display of really good athleticism and some odd comedy. So um, yeah. we have the comedy with the British Bulldogs because uh, Matilda, the dog, is coming in with them. And uh, Bobby Heenan has hilariously come out in a straight jacket and Kevlar <laughs> pants so that he can't get bitten by Matilda. But yeah. um, they've done some... <laughs> whoever's training Matilda has done some pretty damn good work because the moment he steps into the ring, Matilda's on the on the yeah, on the pool, and it's really good fun. It's a nice it's a nice little thing. Gets mm -hmm. a good pop as well, you know. Like it's nice to have a bit of comedy every now and again. But basically, Bobby Heenan does actually wrestle in that get-up for the entire match, which is pretty mad. <laughs> he must have been boiling. Yeah, um, I would assume so. Oh God, but yeah, um, it's it's an interesting match. So uh, are we, I mean. We've liked the Bulldogs throughout every appearance they've had so oh, far, and they yeah. absolutely again they're really fun to watch here. Dynamite mm -hmm. Kid, possibly MVP, um, yeah. just mm -hmm. re dominates really early. He's so aggressive, so fast. Yeah, uh, you know the the earliest the, the closest thing to a high flyer you're going to get at this point. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. and uh, there's some really good spots. Uh, there's a great crossbody onto Haku, which I really enjoyed. Um, it, it, they, that's a really nice bump, and it takes it well. Um, there's uh, Coco gets a really good chance to shine in this match as well later on. There's a hot tag to Coco, and he delivers this huge drop kick, which you don't. We haven't really seen a lot of drop kicks. No, um, I haven't. No, I don't know why it hasn't been sort of established that well at this point. Um, there's this really sort of odd move. Um, it's like a, it's like a double headlock on the Islanders. Do you remember that? Yeah, spot? the 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 headlock head scissors. Uh, yeah, take yeah. down of the two of them. Yeah, actually, really well. I'll say this much, right? I've, I've, I've never been a huge fan of Coco. This yeah, is yeah. probably the best they ever looked, I thought. I thought he delivered yeah. everything really crisply. Maybe it's because he didn't have to spend the whole match in himself, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good spot. No, no, totally. Um, there's some really good fun stuff here. Um, but yeah, so the way this sort of uh, resolves itself um, is... Uh, there's there's a there's a hot tag to Heenan at one point, uh, mm -hmm. which is which is a good bit of fun because he actually does get to work. Um, I think it's Davy Boy actually, um, and he's basically you know being being very healy. He's proper stomping him and getting him under the ropes and stuff, and um, just causing havoc for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he basically takes some he takes a bump at one point, uh, which obviously again gets a nice pop from the crowd. Yeah. Uh, and then he sort of becomes this play toy in a weird way. Um, so <laughs> uh, the Islanders basically get the win by slamming Heenan directly on <laughs> yeah. to uh, Coco, and mm -hmm. he gets and they get the pin that way. Um, but like, yeah, Heenan is essentially just this rag doll at this point. He's not actually sort of participating in this pin any any much than he is just becoming the instrument of the win. Um, <laughs> but it is it is a good bit of fun actually. Um, I t one of the things I really enjoyed about the end of this is again we have this sort of thing where uh, because the heels have just won. Yeah. We have to do something for the crowd at the after the match to sort of like you know make them feel like it was worth their while. Yeah, so there's sure. this bit in the gangway where Matilda goes on, on goes on the hunt again for for Heenan and he's and he's rolling around in that, but she's not bothered at this point. And uh, <laughs> like I think Davy Boy picks her up and just sort of drops her on top of Heenan, and I'm just That's like, right. oh god, it's it's like <laughs> it's very close to like uh, you know Peter are going to be on the phone quick and like <laughs> you're, you're treating this dog pretty badly jesus yeah um 
but yeah, it did make me <laughs> laugh. It's just like <laughs> Matilda's not bothered at this point whatsoever. Yeah, um, it's, it's another really good uh, comedy match to kind kind of prepare people for the the kind of more serious last few matches on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you've mentioned it already that Dynamite Kid's so good. Oh yeah, so good. Um, I mean, I've not seen many people who are quite as stocky and as well built as him, but have got the speed that he's got. Yeah, yeah. The closest I could think of is is he who shall not be named as often uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Benoit very clearly modelled himself off uh, Dynamite Kid. Mm. Uh, and he's just so good. Uh, Bulldog, I thought, also looked great in it. Uh, there was a, a nice r- running crossbody at one point. Yeah, made yeah. a made a gorilla press slam look ridiculously easy at one mm. point. Um, oh yeah. And uh, uh, Heenan for me is just a fantastic bumper. Oh, it always is. It just it's so good. There's so many people on the roster nowadays who could do with watching uh, Heenan. Yeah, to yeah. Learn how to take a bump? Never mind back then. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh just, no, totally. It's, it's a it's a really fun match actually. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no. It, uh, and considering the pacing of this whole WrestleMania has been a bit all over the show, it's nice to have something like this so high up the card as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. uh yeah. A damn good, damn good match. A, a real mm-hmm. highlight of the evening. Um. Right. We're going to take a break, and then we are going to get back straight into the tournament with a match with One Man Gang versus Rando, Ran, Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. Ha! Coco got caught. Uh oh! Here we go. Oh, everybody in! Moves. All six men inside the ring now. Referee having a heck of a time here. It's pandemonium. Slam by Tama, who drags Heenan. Heenan doesn't have a clue where he is. Oh, look at this. Wham! Oh! They just splashed Heenan down on top of Coco. Referee's count. And Heenan wins it. Oh. Heenan scores the winning fall. I love it. I love it. And welcome back. Now, um, before this match with One Man Gang versus Randy Savage takes off, we have this odd moment where uh, we introduce uh, Jesse Ventura, despite the fact that he's been here all bleeding night anyway, uh, just so that he can stand up on the banner and take in a bit of audience applause, um, which is all right, I suppose. <laughs> it's a bit odd. We, we, we were trying to figure out why this happens, and I think it's just yeah. because he's... Um, He's, you know, he's a film star at this point. He's obviously quite a big name in his own regard now. Um, and it, I mean, the crowd are obviously quite pleased to have a moment to sort of uh, <laughs> give him his due, I suppose. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he's really done to earn it, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it's, it's odd. It's almost like, hey, look at me. You remember I was in Predator for 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like the crowd have gone, oh, I, he was in Predator for 20 minutes. <laughs> Just very strange. Odd. But yeah, uh, there you go. There's that. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the match then. So yeah, one man gang versus Randy Savage, third Savage match of the evening. Um, and I've got to say, despite the fact that he wrestles an awful lot tonight, he does keep up his intensity and he does sell his bumps and he is very engaging to watch at all points. It's got to be said. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this match is just. Pff, what, what even happened in this match? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I'll be honest with you. I quite like this one. I, really? I mean, there's, there's, there's some... Not, the action that's delivered 
is not brilliant, right? Yeah. But I think there's some good storytelling in this one. Savage at the start kind of sticks and moves as you would expect him to yeah, have yeah. to do against a guy who's 400, 450 pounds. Yeah, yeah. But gets cocky and tries locking up with Gang, who then overpowers him, kind of fires him into the ropes, um, yeah, yeah. into the turnbuckle, give, gives him the, the going over. Um, so then Gang goes for a big splash, misses it, goes for a corner avalanche, misses it. So again, Savage is sticking and moving, getting in his wee jabs, moving out of range. Uh, then hits a double axe handle through the top rope to the outside. Yep. But again, then gets a bit too big for his boots. And so mm-hmm. when Gang comes back in, he tries slamming him. Yeah, yeah. Which lets Gang take charge again. So the action itself isn't necessarily brilliant, but I think the way the match is constructed is is tells quite a good story. I can uh, I can see where you're coming yeah. from with this. And mm-hmm. I think maybe if it was a different person, if it wasn't one man gang, maybe they could have sold it a little bit better. Like they could have had some action that would match yeah. mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. sort of uh, back and forth between the two. Yeah. Um but yeah, because gang Randy Ra- yeah, well, <laughs> gang is terrible, it's got to be said. But Randy doesn't really get a chance <clears throat> to shine either, which is a which is a bit of a thing for me with this. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. I understand Gang is supposed to be this immovable object, you know, and he's another one of the big boys. He's going to be incredibly difficult to take down. But Savage's intensity should should help him a lot better in this match for, yeah. for those mm-hmm. exact reasons. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a quick dude. He should be able to be ducking through the legs and doing lots of doing lots of bits and pieces and just basically, you know, selling the fact that he can match him on speed. Whereas Gang obviously doesn't have that to his advantage, yeah. mm-hmm. so I thought maybe there was something more they could have done with this. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, so the result is a bit of a strange one. So um, is it a, is Slickster? Slickster, there, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And um, basically, he 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 drops the, his cane at, at one point. Um, Gang basically picks it up and um, and clobbers Savage with it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically gets disqualified, disqualified and that gives Savage the win. So that moves him into the final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the person I kind of wanted to win wins, but at the same time, it's still a bit of a strange <laughs> fuck finish. It's a bit... It, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real weird one. It just felt limp, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah... Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a it's a terrible finish. Let's be honest. Right? Yeah, it, it starts out quite well. Slick intimidates Elizabeth. Yeah, so yeah, Slavi- yeah. So Savage grabs Slick. That's fair enough. Gang gets away with a cane shot. At that point, could yeah. pin Savage, but then decides to keep trying to smack him while he's on the floor. It's just that utterly. Yeah, you know, I it just doesn't to, make. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense in the context. Of I know it's wrestling. I know it's off. At, um, yeah, yeah, predetermined and so on. But at the same time, if you're looking at that and you're trying to bring any kind of realism into it, I refuse to believe that somebody in the semi-final of a tournament for the world championship is going to take his eyes off the prize so much. Yeah, he's yeah. just going to go. I'm just going to keep hitting this guy with a cane. Why not? Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's but that's... it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like yes, it is choreographed, but at the same time, you do have to sell it, and yeah. mm-hmm. this doesn't sell it, unfortunately, no. which is a shame. But yeah, there you go. That is One Man Gang versus Randy Savage. Randy now making his way up to the final of the tournament. Right, uh, we're going to move on to the next match. Before that, we've got to mention that Vanna White is back. (laughs) (laughs) 
for another goddamn promo, a yes. really inconsequential thing. Um, so the less spoken about that, the better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we now have the tag team title match, which is second from main on the card. Pretty yeah. damn mm-hmm. impressive, is yeah, what you said. Um, so yeah, Demolition versus the team up of Tito Santana and Rick Martel as Strike Force. First time mm-hmm. we've seen these two in a tag uh, because we've obviously seen Tito uh, work with other people in prior prior WrestleManias and yeah. uh, as his own, you know, on, as a singles competitor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like Tito. He's still one of my favorite wrestlers. Yes. As that's come mm-hmm. out of watch it, rewatching these. And um, yeah, I was I was excited to see how this was going to go because um, Demolition are very much big dudes. Um, they're 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 pretty well built considering how stocky they are. Actually, yeah. I was quite mm-hmm. surprised. Mm-hmm. I kept looking at them like, are uh, when when they when they come in and they're all dressed up in their gimp shit, um, <laughs> they do look pretty like big, like fat big. But yeah. then once they sort of like derobed and got the masks off and stuff and. <sighs> you actually got a chance to see their physique. They yeah. are mm-hmm. they are tonk. They're really big dudes. They're really yeah, well built. Sure. Um so yeah, it was interesting to see. Um but yes, the fact that they are big once again dictates the pace of this ma- this match. They mm-hmm. are slow dudes and the pace of this match is pretty slow. Um yeah. Strike Force don't really ever get a chance to sort of like build any momentum unfortunately. Like there there's some good spots. Um there's a really, really awesome uh, hot tag to Martel at one point, which co- which I, which gave me the most fun I had in the match. Um, he he basically gets on the offense and is really really fun. He's nice and fast. It basically goes to show what that what that team is capable of. Yeah. Um, but an awful lot of the time, it's it's demolition doing these submissions and and lots of floor work and and basically taking the wind out of the sails a little bit of uh, of Tito and uh, yeah. slowing mm-hmm. the match down, bringing everything down to their pace and just just kind of killing the vibe a little bit, which is a bit yeah. of a strange mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, but it's just, it ends, uh, the result, uh, there's a cheap shot, basically, again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, whose cane is it they, they use for this? Oh, uh, yeah, Mr. Fuji, that's it. Yeah, Mr. Fuji is uh, there with Demolition, which I should have mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Uh, also sporting some some face paint just to make it look like he's somewhat themed with Demolition. A bit strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, he basically tries to interfere, drops his cane on purpose so that um, uh, one of the guys from Demolition can pick it up. I can't bloody remember their names on top of my head now. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, gets a cheap shot on, um, I think it's Tito. And yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, no, sorry, it's um, uh, Rick Martel because oh, he knocks him out of a uh, Boston crab. That's it, yes. Um, but yeah, uh, they basically pick up the pin off the back of a cheap shot. Again, another fuck finish, and but it does actually lead into a change of titles, which is one of the more interesting things that happened in, in this yeah in this mm-hmm. pay per view. Mm-hmm. But um, not not for the not for the good, I suppose. <laughs> Again, it's like yeah, it's just it's another um. It should represent a fairly good mix of styles, the big yeah. guys versus the small guys. I don't think they take enough advantage of that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, kind of until the end when there's you know some good, as I mentioned before, house on fire stuff for both yeah, Santana yeah. and Martel. You know, yeah. Martel hits three drop kicks in a row. Yeah, that yeah. Then yeah. leads into the Boston Crab, which then leads to the end of the match. Yep. Um. 
And yeah, a, a title change is always is welcomed. Um, yep. it's something you should always have at your pay per views. But um, sadly, yet again, one of my overriding uh, thoughts on this, and it's a note that I took, was that there was some nice uh, casual racism at play again. Where oh, was the point Chico, where Ventura yeah. says, "I bet Chico wishes he was back selling tacos in Tijuana right now." <sighs> I heard it and I just, yeah, it was, I know you mentioned that this was going to be be something that uh, Jesse really sort of plays up on going, but God damn, does it not need to happen? (laughs) No, it doesn't. Um, Uh, Again, I won't, I wouldn't labour too far on the fact that, you know, Donald Trump's in the crowd for that one. Probably, <laughs> if, he, if he was hearing that, he's probably quite enjoying it. But that's, that's allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Just get that <laughs> right now. Anyway, right. So, yeah, there we go. That was the uh, the tag team title match between Demolition and Strike Force. Uh, your, yeah, your, <laughs> the, the uh, final match before the main card, uh, which is Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase for the WWF Heavyweight Championship, which we will now talk about after the break. Fuji now up on the apron. He's getting clobbered. Oh, he's got the cane of the referee. Oh, the referee never saw that. Nailed him with a cane right across the neck. Referee's down there looking. He's hurt. Fuji's down. If the ref gets up, Martel's covered. He says it. Two. Oh, it's over. Here are your winners and new world champion, And welcome back. So yes. Main event time. Uh, it is the, uh, the title match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship between the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, versus Macho Man, Randy Savage. Um, so prior to this, we've got basically as many celebrity appearances as we can stuff into a small space. <laughs> so um, bringing out the title is... Um, what's something leech what's his goddamn Rob, uh, robin leech robin leech at the time was the host of a program called lifestyles of the rich and famous yeah and um just what i mean we had a moment with him earlier as, as well which we didn't talk about um basically where he gives a, a speech um <laughs> and the crowd are just not into it whatsoever they're just what the fuck is this guy doing here um and he's getting a lot of jeers and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm very much on their side because I just I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, he he comes down the gangway, brings brings a champ, brings a championship belt down. Uh, lots of crowd interaction there, which he's very keen to sort of uh, let let everybody have a little bit of a feel of the belt, which is kind of nice actually to see. Um, yeah. But yeah, doesn't really do much other than that. He comes and stands by ringside with the belt. Probably uh, the most, uh, probably the most recognisable uh, title belt as well. The the first mm. uh, viewing of the Winged Eagle. Yep, yep. Title belt, which would go on to be, I think that was the title belt for a good. Um, I think that was the title belt until Austin uh, went with the Smoking Skull belt in '99. Oh, so this wow. this okay. one had a, a, a good run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, I didn't realise that. Um, but yeah, there's a lovely shot of it as well, where there's lots of glare coming off it and stuff. It's really, it's really mm-hmm. good to see. Um, but yes, then we introduce the Timekeeper. Is it? 
next. It's the guest ring announcer. Guest and it's ring your, announcer. your friend. Oh, yes, it's Bob Uecker. <laughs> uh, well, at least he does his job here. That's the important thing. Um, he's, 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 Bob Uecker is pretty damn good on the mic, it's got to be said. Um, as much as, much yeah. as I'm not mm-hmm. into uh, him taking over the promos earlier on, he does work the mic quite well, it's got to be said. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. he, he, like I said, he does get the guest ring out. So. Then it's the timekeeper who is Vanna White. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get a bit of lecherous Bob Uecker at this point because uh, he gets a kiss off Vanna <laughs> and then sort of goes all shaky and shivery like he's uh, having a bit of a bit of a moment, yeah. um, which is by this point, you know, we, he, he's been going on about this all goddamn event. It's just like, get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's someone else, isn't there, after this? Uh, no, no, is that is, is that everybody? No, okay, it, no. yeah. But anyway, there's a long lead up <laughs> to this match because we've got all these bloody celebrities that uh, WWF has decided to shoehorn in to give them some sort of uh, some sort of gravitas at this point. Yeah. Um, but yes, finally we get our uh, contestants Ted DiBiase and Randy Savage. Um, so yeah, this is an interesting match because, as the crowd are very keen, keen to point out. Uh, the people <laughs> who are very much in their minds are not involved in it. So yeah. there's a lot of Hogan chants straight off the bat. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Andre is out at ringside for Ted DiBiase and is off, uh, as can be seen, uh, sort of tripping up Savage uh, through, uh, through a lot of his uh, attempted spots and basically catching some heat. This is what causes the Hogan chants because, as you can imagine... <laughs> We, we kind of want to see the face of the company in the yeah. final match. <laughs> um, but um, at, at some point, Elizabeth, who is uh, Savage's assistant, goes off, uh, uh, runs off and uh, goes and gets Hogan. He comes back and sits by ringside. He, it's, it's a nice bit of drama as well because he, get, yeah. he, he mm-hmm. grabs, a, grabs a steel chair, sets it up by ringside and sits there with his arms folded, you know, looking pretty menacing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's good fun. I like that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he becomes uh, sort of the equalizer in this because uh, obviously Million Dollar Man pretty much hoping that uh, Andre's going to swing this in his favor. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's talk about some of the spots quickly be- before we talk about the result. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's some decent stuff here actually. Like considering Savage has been wrestling all goddamn night at this point. I mean, well, so has Ted, Ted but um, it, I, I don't think he's had nearly as much of a strenuous time of it. No, no. Um, but like. <sighs> Yeah, there's some good stuff here. I mean, like, um, one, I actually thought one of my favorite spots of this actually came from Ted. Uh, there's a really stiff elbow drop actually from Ted, um, which looked really nice. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and he, uh, Ted takes the control of this match pretty much again, pretty much for the majority of it. They're trying to sell this fact that Savages are coming out, coming up against over, you know, really, really difficult odds. Sure. And, um, he sells it well. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's some mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, there's a really good uh, spot from Savage as well. He gets this lovely clothesline um, where he hangs uh, t- Ted up on the ropes, um, and that they're a really good bump for, again from Ted. Like um, we've said it all night, he, uh, this this dude really does bump really damn well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the setup essentially uh, comes about when Elizabeth goes and fetches Hogan. So there's another attempt uh, from Andre to sort of uh, get involved and uh, wreck things for Savage. Hogan comes over and clocks him takes the wind out of him a little bit uh gives yeah. gives uh, savage some time to build some momentum um but then it seems like uh dbs is kind of got this in con- 
got this in the bag really like he spends most of the time like um in control of it and then it looks like he's going to win it um yeah. he's got him in a he's got he gets savage in a submission if i remember correctly and then um hulk just basically nails him with a chair <laughs> and it's like <laughs> oh okay we're all right with this that's pretty heelish to be honest with you yeah um and yeah that allows savage to get in his elbow drop and win the championship uh so yeah it's it's a strange one. Like it doesn't feel like I should be celebrating it. To be honest with you, like it's very, <laughs> like all the, all the stuff that leads up to it is very heelish, considering. And you're supposed to take it as, you know, well he deserved it because um, Hogan got fucked over earlier, and Savage has been fucked over by Ted all this this evening. So you know, it it's it's very strange. I don't. I didn't feel like Savage earned it. To be honest with you, I felt yeah, like Dibiase had this one in the bag. Really, yeah. It's- yeah, a few things I've written down about this match. You know, they, they very quickly establish the story that, you know, Savage is going to have to beat DiBiase and Randry yeah. if he wants to win this match. Um, anytime that Savage is kind of building up a wee head of steam with just a wee ankle grab for Andre or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, knocks it off. Um, I don't, I wrote down that I thought they did a good job of selling Savage's kind of greater level of tiredness over DiBiase. I'm yeah, not entirely convinced that. that that's selling and how much of that is actually just Savage being much more tired than DBS. Yeah, that point. Maybe, um, maybe. In particular, there was a what looked like a fairly standard suplex from DBS. And normally when you see people get put up for suplexes, you know, and their two legs go straight up in the yeah, air, yeah, you yeah. know, it's to help them and all that. Whereas when he did this to uh, Savage, Savage's legs were kind of all over the place. Yeah, um, and he sort of lands I, off to the side as well, if I remember correctly. It's yeah, not it's so, not a straight suplex. It's, no, so it's, it's, it's a bit um, awkward. Again, I don't know how much of that is selling and how much of that is him just genuinely being tired. Yeah. Um, there was the small uh, hope spot as well where DiBiase gets kind of cocky, takes his time, Savage slams him off the top rope and goes for the quick elbow drop because he knows he needs to finish this quick. Yes, yeah, But yeah. misses it, and that's obviously the point when DiBiase walks in the million-dollar dream. But, yep, yep. yeah, um, Hogan... Um, see, when you put Hulk Hogan's entire career together yeah. and you look at some of this earlier stuff... It's not a huge surprise when he eventually turns heel because he's always had that in his um, locker. You know, yeah. he's never been afraid to gouge the eyes. He's never been afraid to rake the back. Yep. He's never been afraid to uh, run his uh, foot down somebody's eyes when they're on the ground. And obviously, mm. in this, he he very blatantly decides, "Well, fuck you, DiBiase. I'm going to smack you in the back with a chair." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of Hogan's eventual uh, story arc, um, it's perhaps not hugely surprising, but yeah, I think this actually does a very good job of setting up the future um, kind of problems that, that Hogan and uh, Savage had uh, from a storyline point of view, at least obviously they had much much more personal problems outside the ring, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it does, for what it is, it actually does a pretty good job of setting up the kind of next year of storylines. So, yeah. but is but is setting up storylines what you want from a main event at WrestleMania? That's 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 the question. As, I would say back then, probably more so than now. Now you've got twelve pay per views a year to kind of set up this, and two yeah. live TV shows a week. Yep. Whereas here. 
you had one taped show a week, I think, yep. and four pay-per-views a year, so you can possibly justify setting up larger storylines more I, in the pay-per-views yeah, I, here. I can see that. I can see that to a degree. But yeah. for there's still that thing at the back of my head, like, this is main event time, guys. You know, you, this needs to... This needs to be something special, and I don't, I don't feel like this had, had that special something. Unfortunately for me, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's, it's a solid match. There's some decent drama, um, bit of a strange finish, and it's by no means a bad match. But it's not, it, it's not WrestleMania three Hogan versus Andre by any means. Like, no, stretch no, of the imagination. No, no. Um, but yeah. There you go. That has been WrestleMania 4. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back for a little bit of housekeeping and yeah, we'll see you after the break. But right near the ropes is the Macho Man. Oh, look out. Here comes the Hulkster. Oh. Oh, he clobbered a million dollar man. Down he went. The referee did not see it. That's terrible, Monsoon. I can't believe Hogan would stoop to that level. DBRC is out cold. Savage looking around, doesn't know. Now he's going to the outside. I cannot believe Hogan would stoop to that low. The flying elbow, punch the leg, it's over. We have a new champion. It's Bedlam here, it's pandemonium. The tainted victory though, Monsoon. And welcome back. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been another edition of the Barcogcast. You just listened to us talk about the highlights and uh, lowlights of WrestleMania 4. <laughs> How do you feel about the uh, pay-per-view on the whole, Andy? Uh, I'm slightly mixed on this one because my memory of WrestleMania 4 was that there were so many matches in it that they were all far too short to get any kind of decent action out of them. Yeah, yeah. But having watched it with a more critical eye this time, there's actually some surprisingly decent stuff in there. Yeah. I do agree with you that I think you could look at the, the main event uh and the crowning of a new champion. You know, a new champion who wasn't Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. They could have made a much bigger deal mm-hmm. of that. They didn't. Uh, that was a, a little disappointing. The Bob Bucher stuff and the Vanna White stuff get dull very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still another solid pay per view. It's certainly. I don't think it's the worst. No, we've not, by, not by so any far. means. I'd, I'd, I'd probably put it. I'd, I'd actually maybe put it second behind WrestleMania three. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, um, I mean, obviously, obviously, one is is much kind of greater historical significance, but yeah, yeah. In terms of the action, yeah, it was it was better than I expected. Yeah. Just just about four or five matches too long. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I'm I'm very much in the same boat with you, there, fella. I, I mean, I I had preconceptions of this because I've been told this was a real stinker. You know, like this one, this is gonna this is gonna be a hard work for you. Um, but there was definitely a few matches where I felt like, you know what, I'd put these in the highlight reel. 
Um, it wasn't consistent. It was too long, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was no, it was no means a bad pay per view. I mean, like WrestleMania two is the one that still comes to mind as the worst that we've had so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the the whole like Tri City split and the fact that it couldn't really sort of build its momentum yeah. very well mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. just just a bad move on their part. But um, this is still a very, this is still very much the modern WrestleMania package. You know, it's 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 a big arena, one place, good commentary, everything's tied together quite well. Um, it was just yeah, just a little overly overly long, and mm-hmm. the less said about Bob Uecker, the better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, match match of the night for me. Um, I see, I om- I almost changed my mind actually with the six man tag, uh, yeah. which was an absolute cracker but i i still think i'm gonna go with that first don Morocco uh versus dino bravo match i really did enjoy okay. it yeah mm-hmm. um uh, it's just uh, yeah just did a lot for me um i really enjoyed that match a lot yeah. how about you um i did actually change my mind to the six man tag I, hey. <laughs> sig- I mean from a significance point of view and the fact that it probably had the two best people in the match you could make an argument for the main event I think not necessarily a strong argument mm-hmm. I also really like DiBiase versus um, Duggan in the first yeah, match of the night yeah that was a damn good match which as was well, a good yeah. match but I think in a, in a pay-per-view full of fairly serious fairly inconsistent matches yeah. the match with the most pace and the most humour uh, really did it for me. So yeah, I'm, I'll be going with uh, the Islanders and Bobby Heenan versus the Bulldogs and Coco Beware. There you go. So yeah, I mean, we've singled out a few matches there that you probably might want to watch. Uh, so yeah, definitely he- definitely check out uh, Six Man Tag between um, Bulldogs and the Islanders. Um, I would highly recommend Don Morocco versus Dino Bravo. Um, I would also recommend... Uh, yeah, like you say, that first uh, that first Ted DiBiase with uh, Jim Duggan match, and mm-hmm. again for historical significance, you should probably watch the title match between Savage and DiBiase because, again, like Andy pointed out, there was some damn good drama in there, and uh, you know it's it's it is very much the start of Savage um, as yeah. as mm-hmm. you know as 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 quite a big player in the game. Mm-hmm. But there you go, that was WrestleMania 4. We have been Lewis Clark and Andy Manson. You can check us out individually on Twitter at Sonic Yoda and at Psych Tyson. Um, but we would like to obviously keep your eyes on our main uh, Bargocast uh, social media, which is at the Bargocast for Twitter. And if you go facebook.com forward slash the, the Bargocast, uh, we're also there. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes, give us a review, please help us move up the. the the, the charts a little bit it gives us a little bit more exposure we really do appreciate that a lot and um yeah, we now have a youtube channel which is uh, something that we didn't have before so you can now get um permanent streams for all our podcasts on our youtube channel whereas we didn't have a home for them before so um yeah we're very very happy to have that up up there this this will probably go live on there first so if you want to subscribe to that it would also be much appreciated just search for the bar podcast you can find us on youtube as well Right. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Lewis Clark. I've been Andy Manson. And you've been listening to the Bar Godcast. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.